Good to see you all here this morning. Again, we won't be doing this for another 11 years. So this is it. Take advantage. This Christmas morning, as we seek your wisdom, while we look into the birth of the child Jesus, we understand, Father, that your love for the people appears not only in the birth of a child who will become prophet and priest and king, as foretold, but in the fact, Father, that he accomplished his goal and made us able to come to you in prayer like this. We thank you this morning for your gift, the Son, the reconciling work done on the cross the resurrection. Bless us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. In Genesis, we learn that God wants to be with his people. He wants to be with his image on earth. And then in the garden, God walks with Adam and even talks with him until they sin. Then we became unholy, and God can't be around that which is unholy. But that did not change God's desire. God's desire is still to be with his people. He wants to be in his creation. In Revelation 21, at the second coming, we learned something very important. God will create a new heaven and a new earth, for the first earth has passed away, the sea was no more. That's important, but it goes on. And I heard, John says, a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them as their God. Wipe away every tear from their eyes, and the death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things passed away. God's desire has not changed, and until Christ comes again, will not be changed. He is constant, He is consistent. But in order for us to get back to that garden, we need to be holy because God is holy. And the only way that can happen is by God making it happen himself through Jesus. And in that case, that meant that there was going to be a Messiah who was born. He was born in Bethlehem, according to the prophets. Matthew 1.23 tells us the child is to be named Emmanuel, which means... God with us. Yeah. We all know this. We've heard this over and over again. Now, none of this was unexpected. Jesus' birth fulfills prophecies from Isaiah, Daniel, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and others. Through this child, God sets in motion the rise of a prophet, priest, and king who became in his death and resurrection the salvation of every one of us. Matthew and Luke paint two complementary pictures of the birth of Jesus. Born to the house of David, which means it's a royal lineage, we learn Jesus' birth gets the attention of the wealthy and powerful with gifts brought by wise men from the east. We also see the unexpected. 
chapter 2, 8 through 20, shifts the story to the local shepherds. And that's where we're going to be this morning. And in the same region there were shepherds, in verse 8, out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. Now there are a couple of things to notice here. J.D. Peabody writes, the shepherds were keeping watch over their flocks at night, highlighting the very real dangers of darkness. It was when thieves and predators posed the greatest threat. So the shepherds placed themselves at harm's way, protecting their sheep with their very lives. Second, we learned that the sheep were in the fields nearby. Most of the time, shepherds took the herds out into the hills away from the towns. According to the Mishnah, the sheep pastured near Bethlehem were for the temple sacrifice in Jerusalem. So there was a reason they were there, and they had a purpose, a very specific purpose. When Luke shifts the story after Jesus' birth to the shepherds, he's making a statement. Thomas Constable put it this way, Shepherds were socially looked down upon in Jesus' day. Their work made them ceremonially unclean. They had a reputation for being untrustworthy. Being unclean meant that they were not welcome in the temple without the proper time spent being cleansed before they would go to be with God at the temple. But what happens next is extraordinary. Verse 9 And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. The Greek text says, They feared a great fear. Notice the glory of the Lord shines around them, not just the angel, but it fills the space. And if you remember, when Moses encounters God on Mount Sinai, the glory of the Lord gave Moses' face a frightening appearance, and Israel was afraid of him, justifiably. And in Mary, chapter 1 of Luke, we see that she needs to be calmed down when the angel visits her. So the angel has to reassure the shepherds in the same way. And the angel said to them in verse 10, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The angel brings what's called the euangelizo, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, the gospel to the shepherds. This euangelizo will be for all the people. Luke points us to God's special interest in the by going to the shepherds, the less privileged. God's investment is in all his people. All are the image of God. The angel's message continues, verses 11 and 12. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby, wrapped in swaddling cloths, and lying in a manger. You will find... Verse 12 tells us that the angel expects them to be able to see this. From the shepherd's point of view, they weren't the right people to receive this message. They knew from experience that important people, educated people, wealthy people, the upper classes, wouldn't think of letting lowly shepherds in to see this child of royal lineage. How could they expect a welcome? But in verse 12, we see something important there. First, the angel tells the shepherds they will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, which was what peasants, like shepherds, did with 
looking at this passage, Kenneth Bailey, who served as a missionary for 30 years in the Middle East, writes this. Clearly they found the Holy Family in perfectly adequate accommodations, not in a dirty stable. If on arrival they had found a smelly stable, a frightened young mother, and a desperate Joseph, they would have said, this is outrageous. Come home with us. Our women will take care of you. Within five minutes, the shepherds would have moved the little family to their own homes. The honor of the entire village would rest on their shoulders, and they would have sensed the responsibility to do their duty. The fact that they walked out without moving the young family means that the shepherds felt they could not offer better hospitality than what had already been extended to them. The shepherds left the Holy Family while praising God for the birth of the Messiah and for the quality of the hospitality in the home in which he was born. This is the capstone of the story of the shepherds. The child was born for the likes of the shepherds, the poor, the lowly, the rejected. He also came for the rich and the wise who later appeared with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But that manger was in a warm and friendly not in a cold and lonely stable. <coughs> Luke tells us the story of the shepherds in the field and the miraculous visit by the angel to invite everyone to hear the good news of Jesus and the redemption that he offers. In closing, I hope today is a time for reflection. Consider the birth of Jesus and how the child became the prophet, priest, and king whose life death resurrection to bring hope to a hopeless world at the right time. This morning, if you have a prayer request or would like to know what being a Christian is about, or even to be baptized, please come forward after the prayer during our closing song that will stand up front. So will you join me in a closing prayer before we have a closing song today? Father in heaven, may we keep your name holy at all times. We see your kingdom here on earth as it reflects yours in heaven. Bless those who have fallen ill or who are recovering from health. Heal and lift them quickly. Bless those whose hearts are hurt, whose spirits are fallen. Bless those who are traveling during these holidays and get them home safely. Thank you for the rapid work of Thomas Pruitt. Bless his healing and his family. Heal Mary Ford and her ankle quickly and foot. Bless Bernie. We ask for continued blessing on Teresa Adams, Aaron Sheeler, and Brian Lockett, Beth Block, and her illnesses. We lift up the lives of the unborn and their mothers, Father. Bless them all. Thank you for the bread that we receive daily. Help us be people of love and forgiveness. Keep us from temptation. When we are tempted, give us the courage to turn away. Remove the evil that starts wars, let leaders around the world deal honestly with serve the military, law enforcement, health care, and emergency services, all are in harm's way. Let what is right prevail and let it begin today. Bless all who serve in the church.